Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Miesler, and this show provides content curation as a service with a focus on the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend between 5 and 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, and each episode is either a curated summary of what I've discovered in the past week or a standalone essay that hopefully gives you something to think about. Welcome to a standalone edition of Unsupervised Learning. In this session, I'm going to read an essay of mine called The World is Collapsing into Two Countries, Green and Red, How the Gig Economy is Building a Servant Class for the Top 10%. I hope you get angry while you listen to this. There are many ways to describe what's causing tension and turmoil in the United States and elsewhere. We can say the middle class is going away or that automation is taking over or that white people are getting upset about changing demographics. All those are probably true, but I think the clearest way to describe things is to imagine the world being sorted into two different countries, a green country and a red country. I've written about this repeatedly over the last few years, and Peter Thiemann has a new book on the topic called The Vanishing Middle Class. And the idea is the same. Basically, physical countries will become unimportant. And what will matter is not where you live, but what class you are a part of. People in the top 10% of income or wealth will live in green country, where they're educated, healthy, likely to work in finance or technology, and live interesting lives of travel and leisure. Their primary concern is finding ways to be more fulfilled in their work and their projects, and to spend more of their time meeting their other green country friends all over the world. Those in the bottom 80% of income or wealth live in red country, They probably didn't go to college. They likely work in the gig economy or some other highly precarious job situation where they have unpredictable hours and few benefits. And most importantly, their primary job purpose is maintaining the infrastructure and services that allow those in green country to enjoy their lives. This is perhaps the clearest and most cynical way to look at the gig economy. It's marketed as a way to provide the freedom of extra income to anyone, but I think it's going to quietly become the default for all but the elite. Companies love gig mechanics because they let you keep only the best workers, pay for only what you use, and flex your workforce on demand when things expand or contract. Even companies that have not yet moved to gig options because they don't yet exist for that industry are already moving heavily to contract work. Someone had a great quote here, the Uber of X already exists. It's called servants. And I think it's a great point. The rest of the world already has servants, but the West considers it for good reason to be offensive. I'm not an expert on this, but I'm sure it involves some composite of our focus on equality and our guilt over colonialism. But I think that's about to end. We're about to smuggle servants into the West through the cover of work when you want to, which, as it turns out, if you have few options and a hungry family, is all the time. Think about what the gig economy does and how that compares to what servants do. Drive me here. Wash my clothes. Bring me food. Make me food. Take care of the kids. Clean the house. These are all tasks that people in green country complain about having to do and needing to get help with or outsource. And yeah, it sounds damn convenient. But we have to be aware that we're outsourcing to someone who could literally only do that thing. They're not doing it because that's what they enjoy. That's a rich liberal fantasy. They're doing it because that's their role in the society based on the options available to them, just like servants. So what do we do about it? Well, if you're a conservative or a liberal who thinks like one without telling anybody, there's nothing wrong with this at all. 
Sounds amazing. When can I get this? I want to start a nonprofit to help people escape poverty. So I could talk about it on Twitter, and I just need someone to take care of Kyler. The cognition is dissonant, and it smells of hypocrisy. But if you're someone who does actually care, there are four things you should be doing. Look this beast right in the face and be aware of this all around you. Be aware of the green and the red around you. When you go to a nice club out, you know, on a Friday evening in the middle of a big city and everyone's having a great time, take note of the fact that you are only seeing the top 10% of society. And the people making that great experience happen, those are the other 80% or the other 90%. So that, that's number one. Be aware, right? L- look it in the face. Number two, do your best to make sure everyone you care about ends up in the green. This sounds uh, self-centered, but you care about the people around you. You need to have the hard conversation with them about the fact that they're either going in the red direction or they're going in the green direction. And there are very tangible things that you could do to make sure you end up in the green. Do your best, number three, do your best to affect societal change that eliminates the green-red divide. So yes, you're going to look out for your own and try to get them into the green, but you also have to actively try and help people who didn't make it out of the red. When you interact with people in the red, number four, have sympathy and empathy because you didn't pick your fucking parents. You got lucky. Those people that you're looking at that are helping the green have this great experience, they didn't get lucky. In short, this is happening. This is the two-sided reality we're entering into. Tell everyone you care about that they need to go to school and do what it takes to make it to the right side of the fence, but never forget how lucky you got. And when you spend your Friday nights in the big city surrounded by your green country friends, talking about your trip to Iceland and submitting a manuscript, spare a CPU cycle for the human person serving the food. They might have two other jobs where they're also ignored by people like you, which they drive 90 minutes to get to, and all they did was roll different dice in this life. Never forget that you didn't pick your parents, and that even work ethic is a privilege of a good upbringing. And most importantly, vote and or get involved in changing how society works. Support policies that will address this situation, such as universal education and healthcare. Nobody can realistically ask you not to partake of your gifted position or to abdicate that others do the same. But we can ask that you remain aware, that we recognize how strange and random it is that you're on this side and they're on the other. And we can ask that you try to make it better. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. And don't forget that the show is both a podcast and a newsletter. So you can get more information about everything you just heard by subscribing to the newsletter or reading the blog posts for each episode. Also keep in mind that I do the show weekly, but if you're not a member, you're currently only getting every other odd numbered episode. And if you want to get every episode of the podcast and newsletter, you can become a member at danielmeisler.com slash subscribe for less than a latte per month. Being a member will also get you access to the subscriber area of the site, which is the home for all previous member episodes, as well as other types of premium and experimental content. I'll see you next time. Um.